worship in peace. Uh, I want to suggest worship God with that song. Amen. Amen. Uh, 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 today marks the beginning of a special day, an uh, important day amongst Christians. Amen. Amen. And, and I, as I left, I went to use the restroom. That song dropped in my spirit. Amen. And uh, there, were, there were some things that the Spirit of God just dropped in my spirit. They were never planned. Amen. Amen. But as we as we as we start this week, Amen. God, God said He's uh He's about to make some new turn in lives that have been going in the wrong direction. Amen. Amen. This today today marks a special week. Amen. And, 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 and God said He's about to to put some. It's not about things. It's not about material things, but. But, but God, there was a special grace, there was a special passion on this week, amen? And that special grace, that special passion has descended in this place this morning, amen? To take your life to another dimension in Jesus, amen? So there are, there's going to be a divine shift, amen? A divine, a divine shift in life, in your family. The Lord said there's going to be a divine shift beginning this week. Amen. And that's why I say I want us to sing that song. I can feel the power of God moving in this place to touch your life one more time. He, he's going to touch you always, but there's going to be a special touch that God wants to touch your life today. I can begin this week of passion. Amen. So put your song in that song and worship God in that song. Amen. I can feel the power of Yeah, Lord, 
chapter 21 verses 1 to 13 as our text and I want to minister briefly on the theme who is he? Who is he? Amen? Amen. Who is he? Uh, now Palm Sunday is, is, is a, as I said earlier uh, is a very important one of the most important uh, I mean Easter is one of the most important holidays this entire weekend in Christendom. And uh, so Palm Sunday is the first day of the Holy Week, and it comes the Sunday before Easter. Amen? Amen. And Palm Sunday is also, and, and the, the way we commemorate that day, all of us do it as the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem. Amen? The triumphant entry. Uh, this, the, the Sunday is also called Passion Sunday. Amen. Mm -hmm. Or in fact, the, the entire week, beginning today, the entire week is the Passion Week. Mm -hmm. The 
Jesus came, he had a passion before Jesus even took upon himself the mission. There was a special passion he had for which he took upon the mission to come and save mankind. Amen? And so, on this week, beginning today, why Jesus is going to the cross to die, that passion for which he came, he exhibited that passion throughout the week until the cross. Even on the cross, he still exhibited that passion. Amen? Amen. And so it's important to understand most times we as believers, we only know Palm Sunday and the triumphant entry of Jesus. Amen? Amen? But there were major things that Jesus did to, to show that he was really passionate about that week. Amen? Amen? Now, there are so many prophecies in the past about the Messiah coming. They were prophesying the Old Testament, they were prophesying. But throughout Jesus' ministry, he did not claim to be the Messiah while he preached and taught all around. But this week, beginning today, Jesus entered Jerusalem as the Messiah. So that fulfillment, that prophecy that has been said over and over in Scripture, that was the time Jesus claimed that title as the Messiah and the King. So he entered Jerusalem as a desire and as a king. Amen. But all through before his ministry, he never, there were even times he performed miracles hmm. and he told the people, be silent, don't tell anyone. Amen. And there were occasions where they wanted, because of the miracles he did, they wanted to make him king. And he said, no, the time has not come. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So he was not operating as the, he was, he was God throughout, but he was not operating before as the king and the Messiah. Hmm. Because he was waiting for the fulfillment of prophecy, for the fullness of time. Amen. Amen. So many, one thing we always miss is the fullness of time. Sometimes we hear the prophecy, the word of God speaks to us, we say, I want to see it now. Listen, God operates according to time. So when the fullness of time has not come, that prophecy will tire. Amen. Don't be impatient. So, so there, are, there, 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 there are three things I want to bring to our attention in the passion of Jesus, that even going to the cross, now it can't be me. I, if I die for you, you gotta be careful because if you make any mistake, I'm gonna change my mind. Amen. 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 Any mistake you make, I will change my mind. Amen. Or anything you do, I will remind you it's because of you are going through them. So you better be quiet. Amen. 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 But Jesus, because of us going to the cross, but he was still passionate yes. about the things for which he was going to the cross. Amen. Amen. So, so in, 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 um, in Matthew 21, verse 12 to 13, when Jesus, it's part of our text, but I just go, there's a point I want to make here. Jesus went to the temple. Amen. And he, his expectation, he, he, was, he was surprised at what he saw at the temple in Jerusalem. And, and, and he cleansed the temple. He was, because he was passionate for the work of his father. And so in the temple, he saw people, money changers, you know, uh, people doing business in the church. There are some people doing business. There's somebody that's doing business, but they're doing business with the things of God. Amen. He saw people that were marketing and turned the temple into a marketplace. Yeah. And so he was angry. He cleansed the temple because he said, the, my, my house is the house of prayer, not the tent of tea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Amen. 
That was one thing he was passionate about. Another thing he was passionate about took on his ministry was the teaching of the gospel. He preached, he taught. And so when he entered Jerusalem triumphantly, he went straight to the temple and taught. He preached, he, he taught the gospel of Jesus. Amen? Amen. There were so many teachings, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, the, all those guys, those were the thinking, the religious people. And he taught them what it meant to be saved. Amen. Amen. Another thing he did was he healed them. He healed people still. In the temple. Verse, verse 14. If you read verse 14, let's jump to 14 quick. So Jesus going to, to, to his death, he's going to the cross. But yet it says the Bible says, and the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So God, there's a special healing anointing here today to heal your life. That sickness you've been carrying, there's a special anointing for healing. That sickness is going to go to the cross this week in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, so he performed these three things even on his way to the cross. Hallelujah. Who is he? Who is this guy? There were two major events before we come to our text that talks about the entry of Jesus. There were two major events that took place because we look at who is he? We want to know who Jesus is and why or what was his purpose, what was his ministry. So, so two major events took place as Jesus approached Jerusalem. The first thing that happened is in verse, I mean, is in Luke chapter 19, verses 41 to 44. Luke 19. That's the first major event that took place. It says, and when Jesus was come near, and to behold, I'm going to read my translation, you can keep that. It says, now as he drew near, he saw the city and wept over it. He wept over Jerusalem. Why was he weeping? He saw the, the looseness of the people in Jerusalem. He everyone after his own ways. Everyone do his own thing. Amen? No salvation. They are lost. And so he wept as a result of the lostness of the people he saw in Jerusalem. Jesus came, he died, but still. Look at the word today. It's loose. I think it's even, it, 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 I, don't know, I don't know how far it goes, but I think it's even going worse than the people at that time. So Jesus wept over the city. And as he wept over the city, when you go to verse 42, he began to prophesy as he wept over the city. And the Bible says, saying, if thou hast known, even thou, at least in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace. But now they are hid from their eyes. So Jesus talking about peace. He saw destruction ahead of Jerusalem. He saw destruction coming. Amen? Amen. He, he, he saw calamity. He saw Jerusalem in, in, in the future being ruined. And so he prophesied to them. He said, even you, especially in your day, the things that make for you peace. He said, but now they are hidden from your eyes. Peace is hidden from them. 
He said, for the day, I mean, for days will come upon you when your enemies will build an embankment around you. Surround you and close you in on every side. So he said, he's prophesying Jerusalem, and that was part of the reason he wept. Because he saw Jerusalem being destroyed. He saw Jerusalem being surrounded by the enemies on all sides and in the place of destruction. And he said in verse 44, he said, and level the enemy, he said, and they will level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave you in one stone upon another because you did not know the time of that of that visitation. Hallelujah. So sometimes we go through things, we go through trials because we do not understand the time. Hallelujah. So as believers, we need to be, and, and that's why Jesus was weeping because the 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 the, the Jews, the people, the Israelites did not understand the time, so they were setting up themselves up for destruction. Hallelujah. He wept. He prayed for the city. Amen. And listen to this, what happened after, after. So who is this guy? He knew. Jesus knew the future. He knew the beginning. The things that are not happening. After 40 years from that place that Jesus wept. After 40 years, the Romans took over Jerusalem and destroyed Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. After 40 years of Jesus' prophecy. Amen. Who is he? Now the, the next thing that happened as Jesus prepared himself to go to enter Jerusalem was in Matthew 20, verses 29 to 34. It said, and as they departed, so Jesus is just a boy. The first person, he was, he was closer. Now, at this point, Jesus is just about to enter Jerusalem. And so, and as they departed from Jericho, they were entering Jerusalem to Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. Now, key, that word, thy son of David. So, the, the next word, verse 31. They said, And what if you rebuke them because they should hold their peace? But they cried the more, saying, have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And what happened? It was 32. And Jesus stood still and called them and said, What will ye that I shall do unto you? And, and, and they responded, They said, Lord, that our eyes may be open. And Jesus had compassion on them. And he touched the eyes immediately, they received the sight. And one thing key that happened, the Bible says, and they followed him. Amen. Amen. Now, there, there, there were people that Jesus knew who did not follow him. But these blind men, they were, though they were blind, but they knew Jesus. And they referred to Jesus. That's the, the important part. They referred to Jesus as Son of David. Now, the prophecies that, have, that, that were given about the Messiah in Scripture, there were prophecies given by the, of the Messiah that would come through the line of David. So that word, son of David, was a messianic title. 
referring to Jesus as the Messiah and as the King of Israel. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Son of David. That's why the second time they mentioned that Jesus stood there. So they were opportunistic, right? Look, God saw the opportunity to receive the sight. Because one time, one more time Jesus passing by. If we don't take advantage of the opportunity, we'll not get him again. Hallelujah. So, so, that, so, so they recognized Jesus as the Messiah. They recognized Jesus as the King of Israel and as the King. So the Bible said they followed him as he left. Hallelujah. They followed him. So come to Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 to 13. Amen? Amen. Our key text. So in, in 21, it says, now, so Jesus now, he, 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 he had come and he's about to enter Jerusalem to Jericho. So now, Jesus, now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethany at Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied in a coat with her. Lose them and bring them to me. So Jesus operating as a king. Jesus is in control. Amen. So you see, Jesus, Jesus doing everything, he arranging everything for himself because he's in control. He had been in control, for, but this coming was another coming. Amen? So he was in full control. And let me give you a little history. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. You know, Bethany was, so there was a, uh, around Bethany, Bethany, they were all uh, communities together, small communities, right? Now, when Jesus had been in Bethany before several times, it was in Bethlehem he rose, he rose Lazarus from the dead. Amen? Amen. So you know what can, what can happen in a small community where when things happen, the news can spread. Yeah. So the news has spread all through Bethlehem. They knew about Jesus. Amen. They knew the miracles he had performed. So Jesus understood that well. So he sent the disciples because he was in that territory. He was well known. So he knew that when he, when he get a donkey from that place, and once he referenced that Jesus sent me, Whoever had that donkey will let that donkey go. Mm -hmm. Jesus knew everything he was doing. Oh, yes. That's why he came to that place and, and took a donkey. Hallelujah. So, so he told the disciples, go to this town. You'll find the donkey. Get the donkey. And, 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 and lose the donkey and let it come. And, and, and he verse 3. And the Bible says, he said, if anyone says unto, unto anything to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. And immediately, they will send them. And that's what happened. Now, here is the key. In verse 4, it said, All this, all this was done that ever be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, this is what the prophet said in verse 5, Tell the daughter of Zion, so it's Zechariah, Pastor just talked about it. The prophet Zechariah prophesied. He made that prophecy 500 years before wow. it's actually happening there. Mm -hmm. Amen? 500 years. So just imagine. Sometimes people say, why would you believe in the Bible? The Bible is accurate. Everything in the Bible has come to pass. Yeah. 500 years, Zechariah prophesied and said the king will come on a donkey. So <laughs> look, look at this. He said, tell the daughter of Zion. 
Zion is another name for Jerusalem. So whenever you see Zion in the Bible, it refers to Jerusalem. So he said, tell the daughter of Jerusalem, before your king is coming to you, lowly. That's a key word, lowly. The prophet said that, Pastor, we are not going to Zechariah. If they talk about humble, Jesus came humble. This lowly refers to Jesus being humble as a king. Coming on the donkey. A coat, the fool of the donkey. Amen. Amen. Now, there were the key things. Pastor preached most of what I was talking, but I was just still going for ethics. I mean, for context. So, there was the, the donkey in the, in, the, in the house, there were two differences. If a king entered a city on the house, it meant war. Hey. Amen. Huh. If a king entered a city on the donkey, it meant peace. So Jesus, the king of the Jews, entering Jerusalem instead of a house on the donkey. I will tell you why. You know the Jews said they were crucify him. I will tell you why. But 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 he came on the house as a means of I'm a king of the Jews coming to you in humility and bringing peace to you. That's why Jesus said in John, the peace I gave unto you, not as the world give but give it out unto thee. His peace is not the peace of the world. Hallelujah. So, so, so Jesus, in, so in, verse, in verse 5, so we see the prophecy that was prophesied 500 years ago being fulfilled. In verse 6, so the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey in the court, laid their clothes on them, and set him on, a, on them. And a very great multitude now, if you look at that word, great, big, big, right? Very. So, a very great, the, the tautology in English, right? So, they just wanted to, to show you how big the crowd was. So, they said, a very great multitude followed Jesus. They spread their clothes on the road. Some cut down branches from the trees and spread them on the road. Most of them were palm trees, they make a palm solid, because a lot of the branches were palm branches that they spread on the road. And Jesus walked on the donkey into Jerusalem on those branches and the cross. Amen. Amen. So, so that's why I talked. It said, and the multitude who went before him, and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. So you see, the son of David being referenced again. I mean the Messiah and the king. Praises to the Messiah. Praises to the king. And blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And when he had, in verse 10, and when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Because that entry, let me tell you something, another thing was happening in Jerusalem. There was the Passover celebration, was springtime in Jerusalem. The same way we're in spring right now. And they celebrated the Passover, so Jerusalem was crowded. People from all around were in Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. And so Jesus enters the city. Amen. Amen. So who is this guy? He, 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 he brought the city to a standstill because the king of the Jews had entered the city. And, 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 and so the Bible says in verse 11, so the multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth. And look at this. Who is Jesus? Who is he? In verse 12, they said, Then Jesus went into the temple. So soon he got down from the donkey, the next man he was in the temple. 
That was when he overturned the temple when he saw people selling and doing this and doing that. That was when he overturned the temple. He drove the thieves off. He beat them. Amen. He beat them and all. And in verse 13, this is key. Jesus now says in verse 13, and, said, and he said to them, it is written, my house. Who house? My house. So Jesus now comes as king of the Jew and comes at God because he blessed. Who is the house for? It's a, the house is God's house. Amen. This is God's house, right? So Jesus said, in my house, I mean my house shall be called a house of prayer for you are made it a tent of thieves. So Jesus positioned himself as he about to go to the cross as Lord, as God, as the Messiah, and as the King of the Jews. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As, I, as I draw near to crossing, the reason, now if you go further, you read the passage, Jesus, the Jews, they were disappointed at Jesus. Jesus did not meet their expectations. <laughs> And that's why they said, crucify him. After they have, they have said, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed be the name of the Lord. They expected Jesus to come and revenge against the Romans. Mm -hmm. Because the Romans were, they were a thorn in the, in the Jews' flesh. Mm -hmm. the, Roman, the Romans were, were oppressing the Jews. So when, when, when Jesus was entering, they expected Jesus to come and, and revenge and bring victory to them over the Romans. Mm -hmm. But Jesus, the Bible said, he did not come to bring war. He came in peace. And so they got disappointed in Jesus. And they said, crucify that man. Hallelujah. Many of us, we got expectations. We got things we want to happen. But let me tell you this. God is not concerned about your expectation if it doesn't fall in line with his word. The Bible says that God is his, his word. He does not care about his name. He cares and concerned about his word. The Bible says he watches all his word to perform it. So if the expectations do not line up with God, you are on your own. God is not bound to, to fulfill it. That's why the Israelites, their expectations were contrary to the purpose and the mission that Jesus Christ came for. And so when they saw that Jesus was not going the way they expected him to go, they all shouted for him to be placed on the cross, for him to be crucified. Hallelujah. Amen. Many of us today, we get discouraged, we get disappointed when things do not go the way we wanted to go. Now, I, I, I was at a funeral yesterday. A lot of you were, were there. I was at a funeral yesterday, and, 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 and the Friday before that, I attended another funeral of another sister who both died from cancer. And, and, um, the thing I heard constantly from those two families at our funeral, because all of these sisters, they were told when they would die. But one thing that was constant from their family, the family said they prayed, they trusted God, but it happened to die. But their family, they still trusted God and knew that God was good and he's always good. Amen. Some of us, when, 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 the thing, when things don't go the way we want it to go, we walk away from God. Hallelujah. God will be always good. He will be always good. And if it does not go according to your will, still trust him because he's the king. He's God. 
But you, you pursue, malice you. You don't have to who God is. Amen? So you got to know what? Fall in line. Because it doesn't change it. He's God. Hallelujah. Now, I want to make three, I mean, three points here and I will close. The, the good news, even though the, the, some of the Jews wanted Jesus to be crucified, but it, it was in God's plan already. So going to the cross was good for us. Jesus went to the cross to save us from sin, from, 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 from the guilt and death of sin. Amen? Because sin brings destruction and death. I want to let us know there are three points I have here. The first thing I want to let you know as a church, the reason Jesus went on the cross was because of sin. He, he went on the cross to, 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 to pay the price for us to live again. Because the Bible says, by sin, death entered the world. And, 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 and so sin brought death. So church, be mindful of sin. Be what? Mindful of sin. It was because of sin that Jesus went on the cross. He has died for that sin. Be mindful of it. It can destroy you. It can destroy your life. It can destroy your relationship with him. I remember one much smaller in Liberia, there was a commotion on the TV. Do not play with fire. Use it wisely. You know that? Be careful of fire. Right? There was a commotion. Let me tell you, sin is fire. That we should not play with as believers. Because it can ruin our lives. Amen? Amen. Don't allow grace to abound. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. don't allow grace to abound. Because sometimes when we sin here, we live in your sin, we say, grace of God. Yeah. The grace of God has been abused. But do not allow grace to abound. Because Jesus, when he returns, he's going to come back. When he comes, he's not coming. There will be no mercy when Jesus comes. There will be what? No mercy. He's coming to judge. So don't allow grace to abound. The next don't I want to bring to you is that don't allow the guilt of the sin you committed yesterday to hold you down. Because many believers, we are not living in sin anymore, but the guilt of sin is holding us down. Jesus has paid the price already. Don't allow the guilt to follow you. Hallelujah. Because the devil will bring that guilt your way so that you can be in that guilt and you cannot experience the way God wants you to experience him. The last time I taught Bible studies and uh, I, I, I taught on things, on, on some curses that God brought upon Israel as a result of sins they committed. And from those, those, those curses, the sin, the previous sin Israel was committing, today those sins are permanent around us. They are very permanent. The sin of abortion, we take it lightly, but God, God brought curse on Israel because we were involved in abortion. Hallelujah. Today, even in the church, we, we want to talk about the word, but in the church, we are aborting babies because we say, oh no, I'm married, I don't want the people to know. So we do what happened and we have bought it. Yeah. Believers, Christians, kill the babies. Yes, Hallelujah. Yeah. Because, because you don't want to be ashamed. 
Why, why? You, we committed double sin, murdering and fornicating, or committing adultery. Hallelujah. Be mindful with sin, because that's what took Jesus to the cross. And now see what a sin of homosexualism. Today is, is getting prominent. The sin of idolatry, worshiping false gods. Those were three of the sins. Listen, look at this pandemic. There are a lot of you know theory about COVID, right? But but I'm not I'm not concerned about those theories. But 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 what I know from medical science, pandemic does not affect the entire globe at the same time. It affects region. Amen. So if a pandemic happens, it can affect a whole continent, it can affect a whole region. It's, it's, it's not likely to affect the entire world at one time. Amen. So how we ask, I'm not saying it's anything, but look, the worry, the three sins I mentioned, the worry is, is, is indulging into those things. How we ask God, God, why is this happening? Amen. Amen. What I know in scripture is that God brings sickness, and he brings diseases, he brings curses when we turn our backs on him. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And so the church, what I expect the church to do right now is to go to God in sackcloth and ask, ask God, God, why are we experiencing this pandemic? Why? Have we gone wrong? Have we gone, have, are you calling us to attention? Some of us, we're not experiencing the goodness of God. We're not experiencing God who we ought to experience it because we are indulging into sin. Hallelujah. Jesus went onto the cross to deliver you, to save you from that sin. Don't put him on the cross again. Many of us will put Jesus back on the cross over and over. But may God have mercy upon us. Hallelujah. He went on the cross. He died. He took upon himself on the cross the punishment of sin. It's time that we should walk in line with his precepts. Walk in line with his desires and his purpose. Because God is God. He's only concerned about his word. He's not concerned about me. He's not concerned about you. In a certain way, it, it contradicts his will. Hallelujah. Amen. There is a special, as I said earlier, I close. There's a special anointing. There's a special grace that comes with this day. And that comes with this week. That you can tap in as a believer. Amen? Because this is not just for nothing. This is not just an ordinary week. This is a great week. There's a special anointing that comes with this week that you can tap into and say, God, as I, as I begin this holy week, as I begin this week of, of your passion, give me the grace to live over and to live above sin, to live above the, the plans of the enemy. Give me the grace to overcome we have everything in us to overcome. Hallelujah. God has given us the strength, the grace, and the ability to overcome. Ask him. Say, Lord, I come to it. Give me the strength. He has said already that he's willing. He, 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 has, he has set 
over over this church, over this place. The anointing to to give to make your life to turn around is already here. You just need to you just need to step in it and say, God, I reveal myself to you. Use me in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father, we thank you. Just stand on your feet before I before I turn the microphone over. As we said, Jesus went on the cross. But he started today performing the things that we were passionate about. Ministering Jesus, giving salvation. If your life is not right, I want you yourself to talk to him. Ask him to help you to make your life right in his sight. Hallelujah. Ask him for forgiveness. Some of us we've accepted him. We are born again believers. But but but, but I will not, we are not experiencing God the way we ought to experience him. We're not enjoying our relationship anymore because sin has entered. You can rededicate your life to him today. And he can start that relationship new again. Ask him, just just talk to him. You know where you fall. I don't, I, I'm not gonna make specific calls, but but you know where you fall, you know where you come short from the glory of God. You know where you have struggles as a believer. Just ask God. Ask him to strengthen you. Ask him to, 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 to give you that power, to give you the grace to overcome that struggle. Just talk to him this afternoon. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. We bless you, Jesus. Thank you for coming. Thank you for 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 for, for sacrificing your life for our benefits. Lord, we thank you for your grace. Because Paul said your grace is sufficient for me. Lord, may your, may your strength be manifest, O oh God, in our weaknesses. In this endless we are struggling, may your strength, O oh God, be manifest in the name of Jesus. May you give us the, the power, the ability to overcome, O oh God, to overcome sin in the name of Jesus, because you have overcome it already. May you give us the ability to say no when we need to say no. May you give us the ability to say yes when we need to say yes. May we hate sin, O oh God, in this church. May we fall on sin, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, may your spirit come upon us. May your spirit come upon us and put that bitterness of sin in our hearts, O oh God. That we just hate sin because, Lord, you hate it. And I will love you more than ever. Thank you for your love, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, that we will return to our first love. Our first love, O oh God, that, that place where we love you so much, nothing could stop us. May we return, O oh God, to our first love in the name of Jesus. Thank you, God, for new abilities in us as we celebrate this week. Give us new directions, oh God. Give us new insight in you, God. New directions, oh God. In the name of Jesus, new visions and revelations, oh God, about you, oh God. We want to know you more. We want to know you more. This church wants to know you more. When we, when we desire you, 
May everyone in this church of God desire you more. Let David say, as the deer panted after the water brooks, so my heart pants after you. May we pant after you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Someone just raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Just thank him. Thank him. Just thank him this afternoon. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank him for his goodness. Thank him for his faithfulness. Thank him for his love. It was actually love that caused him to go on the cross. That's why he's gone. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.